to a new adventure in a land of passion and dragons and, well, I suppose you'll just have to wait and see. This is, after all, a land of adventure. And welcome, welcome everyone. Back to the main menu podcast. Here with some Z&D Sorcerer's Edge episode six. Uh, go ahead and take her away. So, previously on Z&D, the party departs from Fernwood on the quest to gain legendary weapons from the hero's past. Varlo runs into the son of his parents' murderer and finds that he has been orphaned by the city siege. He takes him under his wing as an apprentice, and Martha decides to travel with Payduth and visit her father to put things at rest once and for all. The party travels to Honeyhold, and Payduth confronts the man responsible for his tribe's destruction. Ultimately, Payduth decides that the bitter old man is not worth his time, and leaves him to wallow in his own guilt and regrets. The party then travels into the mystical woods that holds the treasure they seek. Upon running into a pack of dire wolves, Venestus is able to befriend one and gains him as a traveling companion. Finally, the group arrives on an ancient ritual ground and receives the mystical weapons wielded by the godslayers of old times. With this new gear in hand, there's nothing left to do but finish this once and for all. Let's go pay my mother a visit. That was Sylvia, by the way. I know all my female voices sound alike. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't hardly tell the difference what you sound like. Oh, oh, bad. You know, I'm not sure if that's I'm not sure if that's just sexist or what, but we should really just get to move on. So it's starting to get dark out, and you guys are traveling a little ways through the woods, but you guys are going to need to stop eventually and take a break. And as you walk down the dark wooded trail, you see in the distance there's a light. And if you could all make a perception check for me real quick. Um, I didn't see nothing. Yeah, so <laughs> Alright, so for all of you who rolled above a 10, uh, you see ahead of you that there's uh, an, an encampment. It looks like there's some dwarven campers. You actually all see this. They're dwarven campers. For those of you who rolled uh, below a 10, you do notice there are weapons and they seem to be sharpening them up. Um, for all you know, they could be bandits. Um, you're not really sure who they are, though. Um, it's a bunch of dwarves, though, are they? It does look to be that way. And we can just trod them underfoot. Step right over them. Um, so a little racist, actually. <laughs> what do you suppose we should do? These guys could be bandits. So we've seen how dangerous these woods are. We need to stop and rest, though. Perhaps. Come now. Perhaps we bandits talk to them. Mean, well, bandits mean nothing to us. We can talk to them. If they are bandits, they're obviously lowly pieces of garbage. I suppose that is true. Powerful I, enough. I hate to end another human being's life, though. Well, not necessarily human. human being, but you know what I mean. Why not? Some of us hide, and then one of us go out there and talk to him. We hey, could, dude, we you could... are the fly on the wall, brother. You Who could fly us? in and seek them out. You could show them something <laughs> that you love to show everyone. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Dagger that I just got. Yes, of course. That's nickname is Pecker. <laughs> 
You can get Maybe a Maybe Sylvia yeah, could just show some shoulder. Just land. Whoa! <laughs> I don't quite like Send your tone the there. What are you trying to imply, Vanestus? Uh, you're pretty. You've got mad curves. Okay, that's fair enough. Alright, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly into their camp and I'm gonna, like, land on top of the tent, like, right here. Okay. So you hear the chatter of the four dwarves there sharpening their weapons and they're having a good laugh, knocking back a couple of meads, and, uh, you hear them, they're talking about their day, you know, chopping some lumber down, doing some hunting, and they're on their way returning back home to, to mother, and they just a general campfire chatter. What do you do, Paydooth? <laughs> uh... Alright, I'm gonna fly back to you guys real quick. Okay. Oh, yeah, so... I, uh... We're just talking about going back home to mom. Everyone has a mother, even bandits. Well... Do you think it's right. safe? I'll go and find out myself. Okay. So are you gonna okay, approach them? There. Yeah, I'm gonna approach them. Okay. Back. Who goes there? Oi! It's just me! Uh, you won't be trying to get your hands on me mead, are you? I don't like mead. I like ale. Hey, the ale be mine! Alright then. I like blood wine. <laughs> they all look at each other. Drink is for women! <laughs> oh, he be a lightweight, this one! And I am a woman. I identify as a woman. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, uh. Do I, do I need to cancel you? No, 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 no that, that won't be necessary. No? Should I tell your mom you're picking on no. girls then? No, 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 mother doesn't need to hear about this one. Not again, oh, not again. Oh. Well, what are you lot out here for? <laughs> I mean, I, you'd be thinking I have a mother. <laughs> the one in the back is, is still guffawing and making fun at you. Whatever. Anyways, what are you lot doing out here? <laughs> what are we doing out here? What are you doing out here? I asked you first. What does it look like we're doing? We set up a camp. You are bandits. You're going to try and rob me? Hmm? Tell me this, <laughs> if we beginning. were bandits, do you think we'd come out and say, Oh yeah, we're bandits. Every what good bandit. does that line of question, it's kind of a loaded question, don't you think? I ever come across, always said, oh, I'm a bandit, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna take your corpse, I'm gonna defile it. <laughs> oh, well did we kill you and take your things and defile your corpse yet? You wouldn't dare do that to me. I might, don't <laughs> tempt me. Alright, I won't then. I mean, I mean, you kind of are coming at me saying you're a woman. Clearly you're a man. I mean, we're all dwarves. We don't exactly right. get the prettiest of women. We're not hey. picky. I'm a shapeshifter. You're not helping your case any here. Uh, Vilo's moving see up. where this is going. Uh, Sylvia decides to follow. Boy, boy lads, we're, just, we're looking for a place to stay for the night. Don't mind this buffoon. We kind of thought he could tell oh, us buffoon. if it was oh, safe for us to come off the map. Oh my goodness, there he goes again. You see what I mean? We deal with this all day. We're hell. really sorry that you had to go through oh, I'm this. I'm the devil lady from hell. Oh, I got horns. I turned to a dragon. Oh, I'm so cool. I'm so smart. Oh. 
I'm so hot and sexy, no one can touch me. Oh. Are you finished? Are you quite finished? Oh, I like the cut of your guys' jib. You guys should come and sit by the fire. Stay the night. We enjoy the laughter you provide. Uh, well, I do enjoy the presence of dwarves. <laughs> Got some medical right. herbs here. Let's make something Man. nice, right? All right, so you all sit around the fire. You have a good night laughing, drinking, being Oh, Leddy, give me some of that mead. <laughs> oh, no, here we go. I him get the mead. <laughs> So, um, you guys wake up and, and they're just getting ready to pack up. Oh, you guys got some good shot, I, I see. <laughs> you sure didn't sleep long enough. What time is it? What time is it? Oh, probably an hour or two till noon. Oh, yeah. We slept in, mate. Sylvia's so like, yes, luckily, gave me some time to prepare some things for, for our, the rest of our journey. And she gives all of you guys these items so you can put these put these into your inventory may you guys have safe travelers it looks as if we're in opposite paths unfortunate as it is but i'm sure we'll see each other again someday may you be greatly blessed gentlemen and you as well well as you guys are continuing on your journey you can see the end of the forest coming up and there's a nice little stream coming up at the end of it as well um, river, actually. Um, so, as you are approaching the end of the woods, there's a very, uh, blatant cutoff to the edge of the forest there, so, it's very obvious. Um, it is a wonderful day out, though, it's very beautiful, uh, but I would like you to make another perception check, please. Okay. Payduth. As you are walking along the trail... Um, you don't notice in front of you, um, and it's too late as as you're um, continuing to walk forward. The rest of the party stops, but you keep going, and they're like, no, no, wait, wait! And as you take the next step forward, um, you begin to fall into a pitfall. If you could please make a dexterity saving throw to Aww. see if you can avoid falling into this pitfall. As you begin to fall into that pitfall... You uh, manage to slide your way down, roll as you hit the bottom, and then pop back up, reach up, grab the ledge, and hoist your way up onto the other side of it, as if you planned to do that all along. Yeah, they could have just turned into a raven and flown out, but... Oh, I... No, no. Uh, hey, you're a ninja. You're a ninja. <laughs> okay? Yes, yep. wonderfully done. Uh, just wasted a whole bunch of energy. Hopefully that doesn't mean we have to stop and rest anytime sooner. I'm the devil lady from hell. <laughs> so, you um, guys should get married right now. So as you guys uh, are arguing and bickering and traveling, you find a little canoe dock area on the side and you guys take these canoes over um, and you see uh, there's a makeshift concession stand like right up on the beach on the way over to the trail to get back on your way to Concession Aaron stand? Star. Yeah, it's like a little makeshift, almost like a lemonade stand. You see a small child behind it. And she asks, Do they have cotton candy? No, but she does ask if you would like a mm. fresh cold lemonade. You want some lemonade? It's fresh and cold. My dear, how do you cool such lemonade? Uh, with ice, silly. Where do you get ice? I have water magic. 
You see, I would love a glass. How much? It costs twenty-five gold each. Twenty-five gold. Gold. Jeez. <laughs> How old is this little girl? I'm seven and a half. Are these, are these mystical lemons? Uh, it's my special homemade recipe. My dear, are you trying to exploit strangers, or do you have a wonderful, noble cause for which such ludicrous amounts of gold would be going to? Uh, well, my daddy can't work anymore, and my... I'll give you 50 gold. Alright, little girl, here's a here's 100 gold. Uh, oh, thank you so much! And you guys receive these lemonades for however many you paid for. Oh, I only want the one. I, yeah, she can I only keep want the one. change. <laughs> oh, that's so kind of you. <laughs> Thanks so much, mister. But of course, my dear. And she runs around the concession stand and hugs her like really tight. And she's like crying a little bit. Oh. You made the poor girl cry. I feel like uh, that would, like, I don't know, raise my um, HP stats a little too, just temporarily. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> well, one must try. <laughs> All right, so, um, you know, you continue on walking, and uh, um, as you travel down the trail a little bit kind of weird uh there's a table just kind of like sitting there with a cupcake or a plate of cupcakes on it rather um and there's a sign on it that says for the weary traveler that finds this may your journey be easier and your day sweeter it is signed to lilith whoever that is i don't wait, know uh, mm, those cupcakes sounding kind of nice right now wait lilith diet what about you uh Vinestis? would you like to Take a cupcake? Sure would go good with that lemonade, but I don't think that's a good idea. That just seems like too much coincidence all at once. I mean, who knows? It could just could have just been a random roll and it could be a good thing. Could be. Well, I suppose if you guys are just gonna pass this one on, I suppose I should stay out of it as well then. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, being uh, genuinely suspicious and maybe for good reason, you decide to carry on your journey and um, you just take and just uh, just pass it. Oh, uh, oh, did you take a cupcake? Maybe I could just lick the frosting. You going to grab it to lick the frosting? Is that what you're doing? Nope, nope, no, I'm not. <laughs> nope. Okay, fine. I guess you what won't roll for the. I guess you. I guess you won't roll for the uh, temporary HP. That's fine. <laughs> As you carry on the journey across the grassy plain, you see grassy flat plains area. Um, you see something rapidly approaching off in the distance. Um, and you hear almost like a screaming sound. And then as it gets a little closer, you see this thing is going fast. There's like a big dust cloud behind it. You see a scraggly-looking man running on all fours, and as he approaches, he starts what? to just whiz by, and you hear him scream, COCAINE! And he disappears, like, just off in the distance. Really weird, bizarre encounter. Did a portal open up before he 
when I <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Man was too fast. <laughs> well, uh, that certainly was something else. I've I think never that might be. We, we had a legend of him up on the northern oh. tribe. I've never seen anything like that in the Nine Hells. They call him Steve. Sounds like a very Steve kind of guy, I will say. Ah, uh, so shaking off the weird sight that you all just saw, you continue, um, and the sky, as you continue, the sky starts to just turn a sort of gray, and the terrain seems to blacken almost, uh, like, uh, desaturation of your surroundings almost um you hear the screams of all the creatures off in the distance by the sounds of it thousands upon thousands maybe even hundreds of thousands of them ahead um, it's okay boy i pet my dire wolf on the head um as you continue your journey um very carefully with your wits about you you come across yet another table with a plate full of cupcakes on it. And uh, again, there's a note on it that says For the weary traveler that finds this, may this make your journey easier and your day sweeter. Signed, Lilith. Do any Fine. I will Do take you. Lilith, come out and face me like a true woman! <laughs> are, in, are any of you taking the cupcakes? I'm going to watch him do it and so decide you, what to do there. So as you uh, approach the table to grab a cupcake, um... You trigger an undodgeable pitfall and fall into a pit of spikes. And you receive 3d6 true damage. Oh no! You're a jerk. I'm going to take one, he said. Roll a 3d6. So you take 11 true damage. Um, so t- when you say true, it does not come off of my nope, plus. It doesn't account for armor, is what it means. Uh, it means it has three of the armor. Um, now you have to make a DC <laughs> 15 check, uh, strength check to get out. And for every fail, you take 3d6 damage. Why don't I just fly? I mean, I suppose you could just fly. I shall fly. <laughs> Draft on yourself. <laughs> draft on yourself. Uh, uh, yeah, so you. And I shall fly into the tallest of mountains. You do. F- and you- I shall find the dungeon master there, the decision maker, <laughs> and I shall smack him silly! <laughs> Give him a good old cupcake. You hear, uh, you hear like a high pitch. <laughs> <laughs> like off in the, almost in your minds, like I'll no get you, I'll get you. <laughs> do you sell this lemonade? She didn't do it. Never mind. Uh, as you approach closer to the capital city, you can see the castle off in the distance, and you see the bodies of the creatures that you've been hearing, and there are hundreds of thousands of them. You you see that there are hundreds of thousands of them. Um, you Baldies? do see you see um you see a little ways off, almost like trying to be hidden from the path. Um, there is a, uh, like, stone gateway looking thing that's got some sort of runic carvings around it. Um, uh, do you wish to investigate? I'm not sure of anything at this moment. And Sylvia looks at it and she says, these, uh, I'm a little hurt. These, these runes, they seem to be 
There seemed to be some sort of abyssal lang language carved onto it, like an, an ancient version of it, though. I can barely decipher what now it read says. It. Um, from what, from what I can tell, it it looks to be some sort of teleport teleportation gateway, um, usually used for quick traveling between point A and B. Can we activate it? You think? It's uh. This, is, this isn't something that's activated. It's kind of illusionary. I'm surprised we can even see it, really. It's, it's some kind of warding on it must have failed. It's supposed to be invisible to most human eyes. Um, if we walk through it, it should just teleport us directly to where it's intended to be teleporting. But, like I said, the fact that we can see it is kind of suspect. Was your mom that put it there? Yeah, sus. It very well could have been. After all, she is more or less the reason there is anything abyssal in this realm to begin with. Curse King Haggis! How <laughs> dare you talk of my father that way. He my was bad. a noble man, only doing the best he could to save the woman he loved. Oh, my bad. More than I, I can say about you, Payduth. My bad. Who runs away from every fight and can't even confront I've a woman who is calling him I've out. I've saved your skin more than I can possibly think of. And you've run away from more fights than I can count. Run away the more fights. Oh, who faced down the vampire lord? Not Who's the you? first one to try and turn into a bird and fly away at the sight of a dragon? A measly tiny little dragon. That's because you turn into a dragon. I can't do that. I turn into a tiny little bird. Who's going to look out for me? Me. Nobody ever looks out for me! Then I suppose Wait, we know you? where your priorities lie then, you, don't we? You see, me. Martha, this is the man who you've been following around. One only concerned of himself. And it always will be. Hey. As uh, the party continues to squabble, you are all knocked unconscious. Everything oh, goes no. black. You are all awakened in an arena. However, Varlo, you are the one standing in the arena, while the rest are on the sidelines, unable to move, completely paralyzed. Oh. Above the arena, you see the queen. She is levitating in the air above you, and she stares down at you with her piercing and powerful gaze. So you wish to fight me, do you? Prove your worth, and I may give you the privilege of becoming my servant. She fades. Get you myself. And the gate at the far end of the arena opens, and out comes a giant, gelatinous creature. Makes a weird, squelching and squishing noise as it slides forward slowly, leaving a trail of smoking, decayed earth behind it. And with that, you may roll for initiative. Alright, boys. Wish me luck. Uh, it goes first. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. I turned into a bird and tried to fly in the arena. You cannot turn to a bird. You are completely paralyzed. You can do nothing but watch. Oh, still, I just tried to jump in the ring. What'd you do? None. I mean, you're trying to talk, but nothing's actually coming out. You're entirely paralyzed. I thought it really good. The only thing, the only thing that's working is your autonomous functions of heart beating and breathing. I still have my temporary health boost. Yes. Just. So that you guys know, for these fights, I am fighting these things against you as if we are 1v1-ing. I am using all three actions per turn because I'm not controlling 20 enemies. So this is an actual gloves-off fight. I am trying to kill you right now. 
just so that you know. So the this giant creature uh, begins to slide forward at you, the and as it move. approaches you, oh it, okay, yeah, it, it moves. It has five movement per turn, so um, it's in its section second action right now. It slides up to you for its first action, and it starts to approach you, and it gets up next to you, and it starts to wrap slimy tendrils around you and pull you into its body. You start to take damage for a total of 10 damage. True damage, by the way. Um, If you would like to get out of its grasp, you're going to have to roll a strength check. And it is your turn now. You have to get above an 18. Easy. Plus 8 to strength. Okay. Go ahead. It is your turn. You may roll your strength check. And you manage oh, to break free of its tendrils. And as you back up, what are you, what are you prepared to do to fight this thing? Which weapon do you have out right now, by the way? Put my sword up. Okay. I'm moving away. Okay. And uh, I will cast Smite. Okay. Go ahead and do your uh, do your roll. Okay. Twenty four damage. Um. Uh, you see, uh, as you okay. hit it with Smite, it and almost lets out a scream which is weird because you can't imagine how this thing even makes a noise you see it's you see the surface of its gooey like texture begin to bubble and boil and it shivers in place and doesn't seem to be moving very well anymore Farlo laughs what would you like to do next Farlo? if I move behind one of these pillars is it gonna good this thing is I mean, you could try to take cover and see what happens. I mean, it's a slime, so it just kind of eats everything in its path. Being there, and that'll that'll end my turn. I'll move behind the pillar. Okay. Um, and that's the end of your turn. Um, because you are already engulfed by this thing, by the way, um, it is an acid slime, so the acid is still on your person, and you take six damage from it from the residue. And if you would roll a 1d20 for your armor to see if it starts to degrade. Uh, so your armor is gone down by one point in the physical resistance. That would be this thing's turn now. Okay. So this thing starts to lurch forward at you once again after it shakes off the stun, which gets rid of one of its actions. Five. You see as it starts to engulf this pillar and the pillar just gets weak and starts to crumble down to the ground. Four, and it gets up on you and begins to wrap its tendrils of acid around you again. And you take six (laughs) to your damage. And uh, that would be the end of its turn. It is your turn. What does that roll for? It's to break free of the slime. Oh. Not one. In, in your attempt to break free, you actually push yourself in further, and you're gonna take another. Uh, you take two more damage, and you do manage to Slash. break free out of that one. Slosh. Heroes, talk plunder. Okay, roll to hit. Um, as you swing your sword, you your swing is true, and you start to slash through it. Um, as your blade impacts, it starts to slow rapidly and the creature begins to try to pull your sword into it. Uh, make a strength check to attempt to pull it out. And you do just barely manage to wrench it free. Now roll a 1d20 as your blade has been covered in this acid and it may lower its quality. 
Um, you do your blade does seem to just have all the acids slide off. Luckily, there's no residue hanging onto it, so <laughs> your blade is safe for now. You did zero damage to it. Oh yeah. It's a ball of slime, so it needs to be washed. <laughs> I mean, this water looks pretty soaky. I used two, two actions or one action. Air piston. Um, <laughs> yeah. You used it. You used two. Using two actions to break three, and then you swung. So that'd be this thing's turn now. Um, so that means it's gonna wrap its tendrils around you again and do three turns worth of damage, which is two plus three is five, so a total of nine true damage. And that'll make you a turn. Maybe it just, maybe it just to, wants a hug. You have to take another strength check to try to get out of it again before you can move. So you, break, you break free from it and run around the creature and attempting to get some sort of spacing on it. I have one more action. You have one more action? No, we use this scroll of time dilation. Okay. Yes. There you go. Using some of the things I need to do. You open the scroll and uh, everything around you begins to Contact. slow down. The <laughs> scroll begins to glow and crumble and fade away until the scroll is completely gone and uh, everything is moving incredibly slow for you. Another three actions. So yes. you do only have a limited amount of mana. So. Yes, maybe go swimming for change. Going into the water. As you go into the water, you can <laughs> kind of feel the uh, residue cleaning off of you. You don't feel that nasty slime <laughs> anymore. Oh, yeah. So really refreshing for you. We'll switch weapons to the goddess's crossbow of judgment. Okay. So uh, since you just switched weapons, you do have a uh, advantage roll with that. And if you're within five... You're not within five, but you are just outside of it. So just one advantage. Yeah, just single advantage. All right. Okay. So uh, you rolled an eleven, and you see as the is a giant creature, and extremely slow. So your arrow pierces straight through it, and is Ooh. immediately dissolved. Oh. <laughs> you should have coated it in water first. No, you, you, you hit it, but it just dissolved upon impact, basically. It went into the creature and then it was digested. So no damage. No damage. All right. Dip here on the water. Um, how many turns was that? Just two? Two actions? So switched and shot. Switching doesn't take an action, um, so you have one action still. Oh. Can I ask if it took damage from the smite earlier? It appears to have taken quite a bit of damage from that. The last action, I'll be shooting a lightning ball. <laughs> um, no, you hit it, actually. Your time dilation causes its dodge to be cut in half, and it literally has an eight dodge. Oh. So, um... Like that? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Roll your damage. Five. Five damage, so... Take five damage, bloke. Um, so as you hit it, the electricity seems to crackle all within the creature and branch off and just sizzle it once again. You see it start to bubble from the inside out and um, and eventually it dissipates, but it does appear to have taken a good amount of damage from that. Don't take, don't forget to take away your mana. And with that, it is this creature's turn. Uh, the time dilation effect starts to wear off. Everything slowly starts to return back to normal speed. And this thing... 
climbs into the water with you. And uh, as it, be- boy. And it begins to uh, <laughs> wrap its tendrils around you again, it's going to do 10 true damage to you. Makes it your turn now. Uh, that was to free myself. Yeah, I guess I have to do that every time. Just yeah. bite me being in the water. I'll be using this fine healing potion. So you regain nine of your health back. And you have one more action. Back. Can't use any magic right now. Not enough mana, so... I think I'm going to use uh, this uh, mana potion. Okay, you got, <laughs> yeah, you got all your mana back. Nice. I guess that's my turn. Alright. This thing taking any water damage. Nope. And you took... 12, um, 17 damage. I'll be moving out of the water. I suppose not to draw my own self. Mm-hmm. It'll cast Smite. Uh, did you roll to escape its grasp, by the way? I got it. Mm-hmm. It grabbed back on you. Okay, you got out. You yeah. back. Make this one count. Cast Smite. Uh, and it stuns it. I die next turn. And you see, its health is 92. I'm not using my last turn to cast Smite. You're not, or you are? No, I'm not. I need help. Okay. Potion. Gain 51 health. Unfortunately, there's no overheal. Alright. There you go. You're looking all strong again. And now it's the Acid Slime's <laughs> turn. Um, it appears to be having right to trouble... Kill. It appears to be having trouble moving through the water. Um, and it's trying to clamber out. And it's going to bounce. And it fails to clamber out of the water as uh, its <laughs> semi-liquid body is seems to be uh, <laughs> retaining in the water. It can't fully pull itself out. But it is trying very unsuccessfully to do so. Barlow, it is your turn. I'm doing smite. Okay. Oh, that was just a crit check. You hit it. It's fine. It's in the. If you hit anything around it, it's gonna fry it's it. it. Okay. So since uh, smite does 68 damage, and this thing is covering four tiles, and it is covered in water, so you're whoa, essentially whoa. striking four tiles of it. You may roll a 68 oh. times four. Times two because what? it takes double damage from oh. electricity. Forty-eight times four. Six die, six die eight times four. So roll oh. six, roll six die eight, and we'll multiply that by four. Uh, so <laughs> 20, 28 times four is one hundred and twelve. And since it takes double damage uh, from electricity, you did a total of 224 damage to it. So as you strike it, the entire water around it begins to crackle. Its body begins to bubble profusely. The water itself is boiling over, and this creature eventually just evaporates and dissipates into the air and is completely gone. And with that, everything fades away into black. And Vanestis, in front of you, you see... <laughs> oh no, that's wind resistant. <laughs> you see a rock elemental oh. in front of you. How very pretty. Get uh, so roll, go ahead and roll for initiative, <laughs> Vanestis. 
as you see this massive, colossal, massive rock hovering in front of you. Uh, I rolled a 14. Okay. Okay, so, uh, Vanestis, that would be your turn, because you will hire. I would <laughs> like to use Purification <laughs> Beam. Okay. Go ahead and roll your damage. 20 die 4. 20 die 4! Uh, Take out your 16 is, mana. Yes, <laughs> it's oh. literally half of my mana. There you go. Well, that wasn't enough. (laughs) Um, So you charge up, you charge up and fire a beam of light. And as it seems to pass and seep through the stone and uh, hit the crystal inside, you see it's um, greenish lines begin to glow super bright. And uh, you see like a smoke sort of come off of it as it takes a little bit of damage. Its eyes glow brighter and it lets out a low rumbly growl of anger as you seem to have made it very angry you have two more actions I made it angry yes so I shall shall cast the same spell again okay Uh, roll your damage again 44 and uh it is growling again at you, pretty angrily, um, again. Alright, okay. uh, so then I shall use my scroll of time dilation. So uh, you pull the scroll out and it uh, shines brightly and then begins to uh, disintegrate and vaporize completely into thin air and everything seems to have slowed down to a snail space. You have three more actions. <clears throat> I shall use perfect greater mana. Okay. So I regain 42. Okay. So that puts you back to full. Alright. Just not doing enough damage. Destroy the arms of the chest. Kind of what I was thinking, but maybe if I maybe if I cleansed him, maybe he's angry. <laughs> maybe he's been hurt maybe before. <laughs> okay. He's with him. <laughs> Maybe you should use air piston and throw all his body parts off. I feel as if that is not the proper course of action. <laughs> I tried everything with my boss, so you have to try yeah. different stuff. True. Oh, uh, all light spells deal three die extra damage. Oh, that's, excuse me, that's to the undead. He is undead. Is he? He is definitely not undead. He's an elemental. He's very alive. A being of magic, actually. So, um... So what does Rex Lepus have to say about any of this? Does he... Saying anything? Oh, so now you remember I exist. Okay, I see how I, it is. You I didn't mortal forget. danger, and then you ask the immortal for help. Okay. Well, I didn't forget. Well, I just okay, it's all right. You. As I happen you to have, have run into a few him. elementals myself, since you're asking, I'll explain it to you Pokédex style. Ele- rock elementals are powered by a crystal on the inside. As it attacks you, it'll de- start to fling parts of its stone armor at you. 
The attacks are homing, you can't really avoid them, however they're slow moving. Maybe if you were to, I don't know, use your high mobility with your wind magic to get between the crystal and its limbs as they're attacking you, you could do massive amounts of damage to it. But what do oh, I know? I'm just a living soul and a knife that only gets asked questions when you're in mortal danger. Oh, and another thing, don't let the fist hit you, they might, like, I don't know, one-shot you, so... Okay, so then I think I should probably cast Featherfoot. Okay, and as you cast Featherfoot on you, your dodge does increase from it, so it uh, could come in handy. So is nobody else going to ask about the talking dagger? Remember, if you, just in case you don't um, remember this, uh, when he <laughs> opened the chest for the legendary equipment, he got a ceremonial dagger that actually used to have the ability to take a soul and transfer it, or hold on to it and retain it, and when Rex, the previous owner of it, died, he was so scared of his of the afterlife and losing uh, his soul to whatever abyssal or afterlife he had. He actually um, essentially transferred his own soul into the, the dagger and refuses to leave it. So he has a living dagger, essentially. Yes. So I would like to use Torrential Gust and target the crystal. So you uh, summon the winds, you wave your arms around, and as you fling your arms forward to move the torrential winds past you, you see the uh, bottom part of the stones of the creature plant into the ground, and uh, the wind just hits it and slams its body. It kind of leans back a bit, but other than that, it does not budge. And with that, your turn is over. And uh, you see as the time starts to speed up and uh, your surroundings start to return back to normal, uh, it uh, growls at you again and it begins to lift up its fists and aim them at you. And you can see them start to charge back extremely slowly. And... It is your turn, because it takes a turn to charge this attack. So, can I see the crystal, like right here? Nope. <laughs> it, is in, it is inside the chest. Could I fly okay. and attack with my swords? Does it look like something I could do? I mean, yeah, you're physically possible of doing it if you would like to try. Um, it will end in action, though. When you go to attack, you're going to have to, like, land to do it. So technically, that's your movement action. So that does take an action, and then you'll be using an action to attack, which will leave you with one action, just so that you know. With the extra movement tiles, you could probably even jump that high, to be honest. <laughs> oh. Run up the side of him. <laughs> like, he's low oh. enough. He's low enough. You could... Well, okay, so he yeah. looks like ten times my size, too. Tight. Yeah, you could yeah, you could like run up the side of his body and, and like yeah, attack basically whatever part you wanted. Okay, then that's what I should do. Okay, yeah, so you can yeah, you can put that man up back. You don't have to fly to do that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Trying to stab into the crystal. So uh, as you run up the side you run up to him and run up the side of his body and you pull out your swords and let out a scream. And you uh, stab your swords into its body, and uh, your swords just deflect completely off its body. Yeah, your, your swords cannot penetrate its body, it seems. I was trying to hit the crystal. 
It's entirely encased in its stone armor. All right, Vanessa. Well, you know, run, run away for your last action. All right, and with that, the uh, creature launches. You see the fists fly out. And begin to uh, converge in from the sides. And as the fists are converging in on you, it swings its armor out and begins to uh, spin the rest of its armor around the crystal rapidly. And imagining that these are spinning, it is now your turn. As the (laughs) fists are converging, (laughs) converging and these are spinning around its core. Vanestis, now's the time. Just strike at its <laughs> core. Just make sure That's that what the fists trying to do. Make sure the fists chase you into it. Okay. That that makes sense then. All right, so I shall cast flight. Okay. I will allow you to zoom past it with flight and strike as you pass it. That was kind of what I was thinking. If that's what you would like to do. It, it, it is. So, as you cast fight and start to zoom past the, the crystal, go ahead and roll to hit. I hope you can get above a five. I rolled a 19. So you zoom past it and you swing your blades and you slam your blades right into the crystal and you can see it crack around your blade. Uh, roll your damage. 58. So you slam your blades into the crystal and it cracks around doing a pretty decent size of damage as from what you can tell by the size of the cracks. And as so, you continue... So, your... so with the crit, do I not also have knockback? Oh, um... It is still immune to CC, but you... Okay, your okay. Crit, your crit damage, I almost forgot about it, so I'll, I'll apply that. Oh, double? It's uh, times one... One and a half. Yeah, so you uh, continue your flight path, and where would you like to land? I suppose about there would be fine. Okay. Maybe here. All right. Uh, so you zoom past the crystal and sli- sli- slice into the crystal, leaving large cracks. And just as you land, you turn around and see the armor immediately snap back into place. Um, and it turns to you as the uh, fists are also chasing you. And they turn... And they are still on the uh, path to follow you. Um, so with this thing's turn, as it is uh, about to approach you, the fists finally collide into it from behind. You see the chest piece flies back just past you, <laughs> slams into the wall behind you, and uh, the fists slam into the wall with it. The crystal is uh, cracked nearly to the point of being broken. So the thing lets out a low growl, almost like a scream. It uh, moves the its last two armor pieces around, spinning rapidly. And... It is slowly expanding the radius of the armor pieces as it spins around. Well, then I would like to run up and begin to attack the crystal with melee attack. Okay. 
Roll the hit. 54. Oh. And uh, as you slash through <laughs> the crystal, the cracks are seeping light from the energy within its core and the fists trying to follow you as quickly as they can slam into the crystal and the crystal completely shatters turns into dust as the armor pieces fall to the ground and lose all color turning into a what would look to be a normal pile of rocks However, upon closer inspection, you can see within our precious crystals with the ability to hold powerful and the most powerful of magics and could aid in crafting very high quality magical staffs. I believe I should gather that. So you gain 20 emeralds, each worth 500 gold. And with that, everything fades into black. And here's the one I've been excited for. Uh, before you, you see a mecha dragon. Oh no! I ain't even Godzilla! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, with that, you may roll for initiative. <laughs> Alright. Here goes nothing, boys. You still rolled higher than it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, hmm. By the way, I just want to say now, Paydooth is very angry. <laughs> so he's going to hurry up and throw the dagger of protect. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're talking about. Okay. Um, um, is there any particular part of the dragon which angers you? Particularly the wings. Okay, so it kind of just, your dagger just like immediately, like you honestly, you don't even throw, you kind of just drop it, but it doesn't even touch the ground. It just flies out of your hand and shoots straight up to that torso wing part. No. It starts to uh, auto attack it. Those modifiers. Wow, I'm really chipping away at him. <laughs> Probably some other way. Yeah, it has to be. I'm going to use my armor and summon my uh, horde of spirit animals. You hear off in the distance. There's a ton of uh, huge swarm of ravens uh, fly overhead, and but they uh, the swarm dive bombs them. And if you could roll a uh, 100d4 for me, I certainly can. 312. Um, it gets head right off. Okay, so we're gonna divide that by five because the swarm is kind of attacking everything. Can I focus that on any particular portion? Not really. You can summon them, but they kind of they still have free will. So let's see if this is the ace up my sleeve. I certainly hope it is. I'm gonna cast shade. And uh, a veil of shadows covers its face. And uh, it begins to scream in a panic of sorts, as uh, as what you'd imagine a panicked dragon sounds like. All right, uh, with that, it would be the dragon thing's turn. Uh, so you can see it, uh, the body begins to sort of transform. The metal parts of it begin to adjust and move and twist, and the wings detach, the head detaches, the legs detach, and the tail 
Um, the head flies off straight into the wall at maximum speed. The wings swoop down at you. And they do... They do five damage as they slam into you. Um, the legs fly up to you and they scratch at you. Limbs fly into you and start to scratch you. They also do not appear to do much, but there's two of them. They <laughs> do the exact same thing. Tail flies around you and sweeps you, sweeps under your feet, tripping you. You will now take an action uh, as you are tripped. You will take an action to stand back up. And that would be your turn now. All right, then. I want to summon more birds. Uh, you summon the swarm of ravens once again, and this time they come from the other direction as they just migrated that way. Now they have to migrate this way. Uh, go ahead and roll your 100d4. Okay. And what would you do next? I'm going to cast Fan Flame. Okay, so you... Migrate forward or just... So you um, charge up a ball of flames into your hand and then spew it out into the sword as the sword absorbs the entirety of the magic spell. And then I'll stand up. That's my three turns. The veil of shadows dissipates from the head of the dragon as uh, the wings fly past you slamming into you. And uh, I'm going to do 13 damages um, ignored. The legs swipe past you. Uh, one of them does manage to damage you. What was your armor? Was it a 15? So you take one damage. <laughs> you see as the uh, head of the dragon turns towards you and you see a big glow charge in its mouth and it fires at you dealing... 22, whatever. What's your magic resist? Uh, is 25. You take the entirety of Hyper Beam from Pokemon, <laughs> and uh, you are unscathed because of your amazing armor that you are lucky I gave you. The entirety of the ground around you is blackened and charred, and you just. There's like a shadow behind you, except it's not a shadow. It's just where the blast hit you and nothing behind it got hit at all. And you just stood there and tanked it. The dragon rears its head at you in fear, utter fear, and begins to fly away because of how terrified it is of you, leaving it to your turn. Oh, come fight me, beast. I want to summon Dark Aura. So it creates an aura of darkness that consumes all within a five-tile radius of me. Okay, they are all blinded. A shade of uh, veil of darkness surrounds the area around you. You are the only one within that area that can see. Uh, and that also, I got a roll of 40. Don't forget. 24. Okay, what was that for? Sorry. Uh, that was for my damage that I did. Oh, that does damage. Yeah, Dark Aura does damage. Oh, it does do damage. Wow. <laughs> the head just explodes. Mind blown. Uh, it's gone. The head's gone. It's not coming back. You can see the lights flicker and fade on the limbs as they fall to the ground. They're a pile of rubble. They ain't coming back. But the torso is still alive. The head is what Sigma. brings the stuff back. 
the torso is is what uh, makes everything auton- autonomous on its own. Uh, so the torso's still alive. It's gonna throw my birds. You summon your swarm of birds. Uh, just 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 roll a five hundred d four, please. Just get it over with. I need, yeah. need twelve hundred and forty-eight damage. Yeah, so you, you know your swarm, your swarm of ravens come in and, and they just start <laughs> picking away at it, smoking, then it blows up, exploding the entire swarm of ravens. They are all dead. The mechanical parts of the dragons have blown up. It's dead. Everything's dead except for you. You're standing there completely unscathed. So as everything fades into darkness um, and everything comes back, you are all on the spectator stands and you see Sylvia standing before a giant Cerberus. And with that, we're going to cut off today's session and leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger. <sighs> and we'll have that fight. And after that, you should be free home home run to... Uh, approach the hundreds of thousands of shade I have in store for you to fight and then do the boss fight. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode and we all appreciate it and have yourselves a fantastic rest of your day. Tune in to the next episode. It's going to be crazy and wild and thanks all for listening.